Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow registered dietitian nutritionist. I serve as a business coach to my colleagues, registered dietitian nutritionists all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that work. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Hello and welcome. Today I want to talk to you about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is letting go in order to move forward in your business. This could mean your virtual private practice, your private practice, your online business, what you do and represent as a dietitian. I want to talk to you today about what it really means to own your niche in a way that can help you exceed all of your goals and expectations and break through your limiting beliefs. From talking with clients, I have determined that this issue is a sticking point. And so I'm going to explain to you what that means and give you a little bit of context with my journey and some of the clients who I've helped. I want to talk to you about letting go, and I will refer to my experience and my process with how I have let go of things that I like and I would say love in order to fully own what I do to be a business coach to dietitians and really help align my purpose and mission and vision with helping you in the field of dietetics. So I want to tell you a little bit about my journey and my process and things that I might not have always been open about, or maybe I didn't lay it out the way that I will today. And what I'm talking about is how to fully own your niche. It's not easy and it might sound awkward, but these are the steps that I've taken in order to get to where I am today. And where I am today is having a full-time coaching business. I have you know, exceeded all of my financial goals. I, you know, everything that has happened to my business has been beyond what I could have ever expected. And I attribute that to my ability to really focus and let go of all of my other passions that didn't line up with serving this one niche of helping dietitians with business skills, specifically with social media and really leveraging your business using online social media marketing, specifically Instagram. Let me tell you some examples about what I mean. As you know, I left my full-time job March 22nd of this year, 2019, and the decision was difficult for me, which sounds silly because I had been making really good money and I had been hitting all my revenue goals, but I was scared and fearful. I, you know, didn't believe I would continue to succeed. I wasn't sure if I was consistent enough, which are all limiting beliefs. Additionally, I enjoyed what I did. I've been very open about that. I liked my clinical job and I had gotten a transfer from my job and I ended up, I got a promotion and I was working with more dynamic patient populations before I had left. And in my head, I had even thought, I know this sounds silly now, but I had even thought of doing some kind of a part-timer per diem because I thought I would hold on to it, right? Because as a woman, I just love holding on to things. And I know many of you struggle with that as well. I think that's the way that society like conditions women is to hold on to things. So when I finally did have the courage to set aside my fear and go all in with what I'm doing now, 
as I had said, I've exceeded all my expectations, not just in revenue, but in impact with being able to help you all over the world and being able to connect and serve and help you align your purpose and mission and vision and be able to reach your ideal client and serve them uh, quicker and more intentionally. And it's been incredible. Along my journey, I want to tell you about a few other things that I have had to let go specifically in order to get to where I am now. And what I'm talking about is really fully niching down. So when you niche down at the first level, you might choose to focus your message. And maybe, for example, I'll use myself. When I first niched down to helping dietitians and doing business coaching, I, I, I actually offered that to dietitians. And then for a hot second, I said wellness professionals because I wasn't sure if my niche was too small. Being dietitians, are, there's only a, um, CDR says there's only 100,000 of us in America, though there are thousands in other countries. That's still a pretty small niche. So I did get a little scared, pivoted for a hot second, came back to just dietitians because I realized dietitians align with my higher purpose of serving women in a profession where we do not have the education in school to learn and really implement what we're capable of doing and not selling and marketing our products and services to be able to really align our purpose and mission and vision um, and business with serving our audience. And so because we haven't gotten those skills in school, and I, I know that because I've you know, have my undergrad master's in dietetic internship completed and not once was anything with sales and marketing addressed explicitly, wasn't offered in a course, it wasn't discussed, all I was ever told is that I needed more clinical and I was, you know, I felt inadequate constantly. And it makes sense that I naturally went into a clinical position because I didn't think I was capable of doing anything, anything else. And so because of my personal experience and kind of like, mixed emotions in the field and feeling really unprepared, it helped me channel as I've learned my story and, you know, gotten really detailed with my story and done a lot of reflection in my business. Uh, it helped me align better with doing what I do on a daily, you know, regular consistent basis in my business. And that is just serving female dietitians and females because I understand females. I understand the language of females. I understand that we're emotionally charged. I'm an emotional being. I connect well with serving women. And I know that uh, women struggle more with sales and marketing than men do. And because our profession has primarily females. And as a female myself, I really like aligning myself with helping my colleagues because I see firsthand after helping so many of you, the struggles that you constantly, you know, come to me with. And it's just the same thing time after time is imposter syndrome, you know, consistency in being afraid of success. And I get it. I've been there. That's why I'm sharing my experiences with you. So again, just to reflect in when I first started becoming, a, when I was a business coach over a year ago for dietitians, I pivoted for a second to wellness and then I went back to dietetics. So that was kind of like the first experience I wanted to tell you about. And I'm telling you how I aligned myself because I got to dig deeper with my story. And I saw that with my experiences and my connection, it really makes sense to align more with dietitians. So that is one thing that I experienced. Another thing I wanted to tell you about is letting go. What I told you about when I let go of my clinical job, it was hard for me. I had a lot of fear around doing it, even though I, you know, I met all of my sales goals, everything I said I would needed to do to quit. I did. And I still held back. And I, again, wasted time and effort and held myself back 
because I just couldn't believe the success that I had. I didn't think it was real. And it, you know, it's hard for me to really own my success, even though I feel great and I'm happy. I sometimes I just wonder like, wow, is this going to last? And I have to remind myself that it will and allow myself to let it last. But I'm just telling you, these are things I do think about. I still have imposter syndrome. It might be less so than it was a year or two ago, but I still have it. It's just at a different level now. I wanted to talk to you about some of the experiences more around the tail end of uh, maybe in the last, you know, four or six months that I've dealt with that have allowed me to fully own what I do now. That includes when I left my job, I was, you know, asked to do per diem part time. I was also looking at I was asked to precept interns and I wanted to do it. And it would have meant that I would have stayed at the hospital and done some kind of a situation where I, I mean, the chairman, they would have probably even let me do like, whatever hours that I would be willing to do. And I really thought about it. I thought about it because I'm multi-passionate and I thought about it because I like it. And the reality is if you really want to focus, you have to just do one thing. So for those of you listening, if you want to, you know, do your niche, whatever you've chosen, your message, symptom management, for example, and then you also want to keep around other things on the side, realize that you're going to get to some point the way that I did where you have to choose. And if you're in a position financially to make that decision and just focus on one thing, you will be able to master your goals sooner. And so I look back and I laugh at myself like, wow, I really genuinely thought I would do some kind of per diem thing. And I really told this internship director that I would take interns because I thought I would make it all work because, you know, I'm a people pleaser and I like so um, I like helping and it would have been dietetic interns. And part of my mission and vision is to educate the future of dietetics. So I thought that would it is in alignment with my vision, but it's lacking focus from what I need to do. And that's growing my business and getting it to a place where I want it to be. To not only hit my financial goals, but to make sure I'm reaching and impacting enough women in dietetics. So I had to say no to that. And I want you to think in your life, what is it lately that you you could have had the opportunity to say no to, to really focus your time and energy into putting your all into your business now? What does that mean and look like to you? Another example of a client of mine, I've had two clients with a similar situation where they were not willing to take off other things that they do on their website services. For example, one of my uh, clients, previous client of mine, she refused to take off one of her additional services because she said, well, those people are still going to come to me. And I was telling her, if you really want to own your niche and those people are still going to come to you, you have to remember who you're marketing to. If you're marketing to one type of person, you know, it might be like moms and body positivity, right? If you're marketing to that type of person and you're solving that problem of guilt and shame, then you want everything you do and say to be really focused on solving that one person's biggest problem. And if you create a marketing plan, meaning your digital footprint, like you've got social media and your website and everything out there on the internet is not congruent, it's harder for you to market and sell effectively and efficiently. Therefore, I wanted to tell you today that 
if you are still hanging around and holding on to marketing other services that you offer because you feel like you still have people purchase those products and services, I get it because I too recently, like almost for a hot second, stayed at my job for some kind of limited position so that I could hang on and hold on to something. So I'm not knocking you for doing it. I've been there recently, right? This was just a few months ago. But I will tell you, because I did let go and I pulled the plug, I said, no, no more. I'm going on my own. See ya. I'm taking that step. I'm believing in myself, right? Fully believing in myself. And because I did that, I welcomed success into my life. I welcomed success beyond my beliefs, beyond what I could have ever imagined. And I've had two clients that have recently done what I just explained, where they've kept multiple services for multiple different types of ideal clients, like very different needs, right? So for example, for privacy reasons, I'm not going to say who or what, but for example, let's say that you do fertility and sports nutrition and you do, you know, um, plant-based eating, which are three completely different services for three completely different like types of people with different problems in the market. And if you continue to offer services and products and services for different people with different pain points, different problems, it's going to be really challenging for the one person that you want to market to, to purchase your products and services and trust you, you know, people, consumers, your ideal clients, prospects, right? They want to trust you and they want to know that you're an expert. So if they come to you and see that you offer five different products and services for five different types of people, they might be more likely to go with someone else who just offers one product and or one service for one type of person who addresses one problem in the market very clearly and very systematically and very efficiently. I want you to reflect on that and ask yourself, how clear are you with your marketing and what concerns do you have, if any, about letting go? Because it's scary. You know, one of my clients did in the same scenario, she was, she allowed herself to not list multiple services on her website and it really helped her niche down. It really helped her own who she's doing, who she's speaking to, and how she's solving just one problem in the market. And I want you to take away, you know, learning from that experience from my reflection and from my clients' experiences and ask yourself, how effective and how specific are you right now with your marketing? I want to mention a couple other things to you that I struggled with along the same vein of the example that I gave you about leaving my clinical job and kind of like for a hot second thinking I was going to stay, right? So I'm going to go off of that example and tell you uh, another example and that's similar. Uh, one of the reasons that I held on to my job, although it's an excuse, it's not really a legitimate reason, is because I also had a contract job to teach and it was at my hospital, and I got paid a lot of money for it, even though money's not the only thing that matters. I really enjoyed the experience, and I had two IRB research projects approved. I was so excited to take all of the time and energy that I had spent on developing these two, you know, you know, nutrition education studies. I had worked tirelessly on creating the content, implementing the framework, getting it IRB approved. I had everything in place for two different departments. I worked in the pediatric uh, and in the dentistry department. 
And what happened is both of the studies were taking over a year. And I guess that's expected. I, um, I don't have a PhD or anything, but I've been told by fellow dietitians that those types of studies can take years. Unfortunately, neither one of them was able to get published yet. Had I stayed around and waited and worked on it, it could have happened. But I got to a point in my business where I was growing so fast and the demand is so strong and it was only obvious for me to go full time. And I had still waited too long to go full time that I had to decide, do I want to let this research project, these research projects, there's two of them, do I want to let them go? And where on one hand, I didn't want to, and that you know held me back as I was holding on. On the other hand, you have to think, the example I just gave you from my clients, think back to what I was saying, that my clients need to have one service to solve one problem on their website for their marketing plan. You know, I needed to let go and decide on one path to really focus what I was, what I'm doing so that I can serve one type of person. And so I had too many things going on. And so where I thought to myself, I can do it all. I'm superwoman, right? I can publish this research and I can start a business and et cetera, et cetera. The truth is that my business took off. Therefore, I had to make decisions and I chose to go all in with my business. And what was really hard for me because I wanted to wrap up and I wanted to get published and I wanted to stay there and hold on. The key word here is holding on. And if I were to hold on, to the idea of my research project, getting published, finishing working with a statistician, getting everything in order, I don't know how long that could have taken. It could have taken another year or two. So I had to decide, what decision do I want to make? How important is my business? Am I willing to let my rapidly growing business pause so that I can also simultaneously entertain the notion of being published as a dietitian who started two academic projects at my hospitals, two teaching projects. And I decided no. It was really painful for me. And I do believe that's part of the reason why it took me so long to go full time is because I was convinced that these research projects would just get done. And that's not the case. And so I had to let go. It was hard and it was emotional and I'm still a little bit upset about it because, you know, I think, I think back and I'm like, oh man, all that work. But the reality is that makes a really good story for me to tell you. Now, you might not have that exact story in your arsenal. You might have not experienced the same things that I did. Maybe you never even worked a clinical job, but I want you to know that that is my story and that's the situation I had to go through and that's what I encountered at a crossroad when I had to decide Will I fill the demand of the people who want to work with me in my coaching program, therefore quit my job so that I have the slots available to coach clients full time, or will I deny my clients, let my business pause or stop my business or whatever I needed to do so that I could focus on being published? Now, is it possible to do a third option, leave the hospital and still try to get published while maintaining a full time business? I'm going to tell you no, and here's why. My business takes every, <laughs> every second and effort and breath of my day. Now, of course, you know, I go to the gym, I got time with my fiance, I have hobbies and family, I'm, go I go I'm going on a vacation next month, like I do other things. But what I'm trying to say is that when I'm, you know, when I am working, it is just on my business. 
my coaching business, uh, my LLC, right? Libby Rothschild. That's what I'm doing. I don't have the energy or capacity to take on other projects. And if I did take on other projects, it would slow my growth and ability to impact more dietitians on a global level. So the same way that I had to choose where will I spend my time and energy and what do I fully believe in and how can I grow what I'm doing to be able to hit my goals and impact more dietitians? I want you to think in your business, what sacrifices do you have to make? What hard decisions and what do you need to let go of so that you can really go all in? And going all in feels great. It's wonderful. Like I said, I, I cannot believe, I, I can't believe the success I've had and the success, not just the money, it's not just how much income I make every month and that it grows. It's, it's the impact I'm making. It's that I get DMs every day from dietitians around the world thanking me. I get you know people asking me if they can intern with me. I get people asking me when my wait list is open, which I'm working on, by the way. And I get people just saying, thank you for being a resource. Thank you for being you know a strong female who's really putting their passion and energy into being a role model for the future generation of dietitians. And that alone has shown me, wow, where it's been hard to pick and where I struggled with letting go of my research project and where I struggled with not helping the internship director with taking interns and where I struggled with maybe not working an extra day or hanging on to some kind of per diem clinical situation a few months back. I'm glad I did it. Because I'm really, truly filling my niche. What I'm doing is serving you to the best of my abilities. I have no other projects, no other hangups, nothing holding me back. When I'm doing business, I'm just doing this. Nothing else. I am full-time business coach, full-time business to help dietitians, and I don't take any other side projects until I satisfy the goals that I have for how far, you know, for the reach and income that I want to make in order to, to serve this audience. And I share this with you and all the obstacles that have come in my way because you're going to face those obstacles too, whether you're in the beginning of your business, the middle, or wherever you are with growing and your goals, we all have obstacles. Whether you're still in your full-time job and you're struggling with balancing, how can you fit in the side work, or whether this is you know your full-time thing and you're struggling with trying to fill in clients, you have the time, but you're not sure how to align your message and really attract those clients and or retain them. I share this with you today because I want you to know that when you grow in your niche, you will still be faced with questions that you have to answer that are going to identify and define how focused you are and how much impact you can make. You have the control to own your niche. You have the control to really be the expert in what you do, but you have to give yourself the permission to do it. What does that look like for you? Because for me, it means I don't do clinical work, I don't take on projects, and I don't accept people outside of my niche. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients, apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.LibbyRothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.